Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Now, Brown Girl Self-Care is a space and platform of intentional healing, growth, and liberation for Black women. Um, Today, in today's episode, I am going to be giving you five ways that Black women can buck societal expectations and instead prioritize themselves this holiday season. Okay, so we're going to talk about five ways that you can prioritize yourself this holiday season and make it out alive and not only make it out alive uh, through this holiday season, but do so not in a way where you are just barely getting through and you're like, you've survived the holidays. I want us to survive and thrive in this holiday season. So make sure that you have your journal. And before I get into today's episode, I don't think I've welcomed you into the space. I forget to do that sometimes. So again, welcome, welcome. If you are new here, thank you so much, sis, for pressing play on this episode. I'm so glad that you're here. If you've been here for a minute and you've been rolling with me for a while, I'm welcome back. I'm glad that you're here. Um, thank you so much for sharing the episodes. Thank you so much for, um, if you're a member of Patreon, thank you so much if you, um, if, if, if all you have is a capacity just to listen, thank you. I appreciate all, all of it. I appreciate that you show up every single Monday just to vibe with me, okay, as we continue on this path of, of liberation and self-care, right? So we're going to be talking about five ways, and I'm also going to be sharing uh, really a, a very personal little note that I wrote back in 2019 in, in regards to the holidays. I'm going to share that with you because I want you to understand that I, I'm also learning, growing, expanding, healing, dealing with some real stuff, y'all. I want to say another word, but I'm not going to cuss. Dealing with some real stuff, Okay. Even though I, I do brown girl self-care, there's a reason why I do. It's not just about me serving you, which is a very big part of it, but this is also a way for me to just bring more awareness into my life, to feel more grounded, to prioritize myself, my health, my mental health, right? All those things that I want for you, all those things that I want for black women as a whole, all right? 
So um, again, welcome to the space. Get your water, get your tea, light a candle, um, do put on something warm and cozy. I mean, I don't know if you're on your way to work. Listen, I'm glad to be a part of your journey because you could be listening to something totally different on a Monday morning. I feel like on a Monday, the best thing to do is to listen to something that's going to to do something positive for you mentally, spiritually, physically, something like that. Because what you do at the beginning of the week, I truly wholeheartedly believe it sets the tone for the rest of your week. Okay, so I know that a lot of us listen to different things, and that's great. But if these things are not edifying your spirit in some way, maybe that's not the first thing you want to listen to on a Monday morning, right? I'm just saying that 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 to me would make more sense for me personally uh, than necessarily listening to something that's just very, I don't know, just messy, petty, arguing, uh, gossip. Like, I know we all like to have a good key key. I, I do too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, listening to something at the beginning of the week that's really going to just do its best to set you up for a successful week. And successful for me means you're loving yourself more. You're setting more boundaries. You're looking at your health. You're looking at your mental health. You're, you're, you're in sisterhood with your circle. You're, you're thinking about your goals. You're making time to rest. You're making time to breathe. You're making time to just, just be still and to think. You know what I mean? That to me is, is, is a successful week. So I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. So um, before I dive in, one last thing, I do try to share what I am doing um, for self-care personally, because I get that question. And so I like to just give a quick little shout out to whatever it is that I'm doing or even sometimes what I'm feeling in regards to self-care. So recently, um, I have really been moving my body, y'all. Now, you know, I'm, I'm known for a walk. I'm a walker. I've been walking. I've been walking for a long time um, because that's something that my mom would do uh, a lot. So I got that from her. Right. Um, so I was good for the walk. But, you know, with COVID and, and, and all the things, plus a girl likes to eat. OK, I like to eat. I'm overweight. I'm overweight and I really care about my health. It is not healthy for me to have extra pounds on, um, especially when in my family there's certain uh, conditions that are be way beyond my control that are just a part of my family, right? And number two, it's like just carrying extra weight for me is not a good idea. Um, I'm 5'1", and when I tell you that the joints be popping and locking and just inflammation and different things like that, this that's another episode, I guess, for another time. But I just know that there is weight to be released. But I do also realize, real talk, that a lot of weight I gained because I was just not in a healthy place. And I've talked about this before. But in a nutshell, I'm really doing my best to release weight and to also do it from a place of compassion, understanding, and love. I'm not going to beat myself up into losing weight. I'm not I'm just not going to do certain things that maybe maybe they work for other people. I can only tell you what I can do and what works for me, and I don't feel like losing weight or releasing weight 
in a way that feels harmful is going to be something that is going to work. It's not going to be sustainable. And I don't want to destroy and wreck my mental health just to have, uh, uh, to, just to release weight. Like, I don't want to do that. So there needs to be some balance for me. But yeah, I'm on a weight loss journey and a big part of that is moving my body. So that's what I've been doing. So not only just the walks because yeah, that's been great, especially for my mental health. Definitely need that. But I've been kicking it up. So I'm on a 60 day challenge currently um, where I'm doing five or six, minimum five days, but really six days of some type of activity. And on the seventh day, whatever that day is during the week, I just, you know, I don't, like do anything active like that. So about six days a week, if I'm not walking, I'm doing Pilates and Pilates is not for play play. You hear me? Pilates is not for punks and I ain't no punk and you ain't no punk, but I'm gonna tell you like this Pilates is hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard right now. I know at some point it's going to get a little easier and it's going to feel a little better, but right now I ain't there because my body's not used to doing those things and it takes time. Right. So again, going back to compassion and understanding and grace, like you, you, I'm not going to beat myself up into having a healthier body. That just doesn't, those two things don't go together. Right. Cause it's all connected, but like, yeah, Pilates doing yoga, which I was heavily against for a very long time due to my upbringing, but now I am all for yoga. Um, and also I take the high intensity interval training classes at orange theory once on average a week. Um, plus I also have a gym, a separate gym membership membership elsewhere. And I will go there maybe once or twice a week, get on the treadmill, do some jogging, do some fast walking, do some running. Yes. I've been running on the treadmill child. And, um, obviously like using the, the, the bench, like the weights, like how they have the different weight machines. I've been doing that. I don't have the courage just yet to go to where they have like the, the, what do they call like the, the weight, not the weight room, but where they have all the racks of the weights and stuff. I have not had enough courage just yet to make my way over there. But in 2024, I will be. Um, I will be. I just have to ask someone. I have to get the courage mustered up to ask someone, hey, can you show me how to use this? You know what I'm saying? Hey, can you can you tell me, like, what is this for? Because I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, knowledge is definitely power. So... I want to get out of my own way and start being more courageous and more brave in, in, in situations where I would prefer to like just avoid the situation altogether. Like that's where the growth is, boo. That is where the growth is, okay? So if you have a similar situation, think of something that you can do maybe or work your way up to that is going to feel very it might feel intimidating, but you know that once you get the information or once you get onto the other side of it, other things are going to open up for you. Okay. That's, that's another way that we can liberate ourselves. Right. Right. So yes, that is what I've been doing. Definitely moving my body a whole, whole bunch. All right. So with that said, can I tell you one more thing? I'm gonna tell you something. The devil is busy, honey, because I have literally tried to record this episode like, this is my fourth attempt, okay? My microphone, something's happened with my microphone, and my I, I record my episodes typically on GarageBand, and it has kept stopping. The first time I noticed it, I was literally in 15 minutes into the episode, and it has stopped recording at minute eight. 
Okay, so you know I was fussing and cussing up in here after the second and third time it kept cutting off. <laughs> so um, I had to unplug my microphone. So I think there's an issue with my cord on my Yeti because it, I bent it somehow. So now I am using the microphone, of course, on my MacBook. So thank you in advance for any grace that you may extend if the sound quality is a little different than what you might have, you know, expected or been accustomed to. But we're going to keep it rolling. Okay, we're going to keep it rolling. So I think I mentioned that I was going to read something out of my journal. If I didn't, just a really quick recap. I want to share with you something out of my journal that I wrote on April 22nd, 2019. So that was over four years ago. Actually, yeah, four, four and a half years ago, April 2019. And I'm sharing this with you because we're talking about holidays. Okay, and we know that holidays can bring up a lot of feelings. We know that holidays can it can create a lot of mental clutter. We know that holidays can really be triggering. We know that holidays can just be a big place of dysfunction and and poor mental health and, you know, different things like that. And I want you to understand that, again, I'm on a self-care journey with you as well. Even if I knew all the things about self-care, okay, even if I had every single answer, like you were like, Brie, what is the, the pie of self-care times 25 million? And I would be like, girl, that ain't nothing but a black vase and two million Skittles. Like, <laughs> like if, I don't know, I'm just making something up. But it's like, just even if I, even if I knew all the things there were to know about self-care, honey, that don't mean that I don't need to put in the work. Self-care, taking care of ourselves, prioritizing ourselves, um, not only is it liberation, not only is it necessary, but it is work, okay? Just like we go to a job for X amount of hours and we don't feel like it, but there's something for us on the other side, just like when we don't feel like working out, but there's something for us on the other side, like self-care is, it, it's work. It's not always easy. It's not always easy to prioritize yourself. It's not always easy to, you know, have the courage to do something, even though it's so scary to do in some cases. It's not easy to say, you know what, I know this is how my mama did it. I know this is how my aunties did it. I know this is how my grandmama did it, but I'm going to do it differently this time. I'm going to show up differently this time. I'm going to do things my way this time. I'm going to think new thoughts. I'm going to try new things. That isn't easy, okay? And, you know, depending on where you come from, you might get looked at funny. You might get treated a certain way. You might get talked down to. You might be told you're crazy. You might be told you're different. You might be shunned for some of the things that you decide to do by your quote-unquote friends, by your circle, by your family, by your community, because you are deciding to do something different. But I'm going to tell you, honey, that sometimes the difference... Okay, sometimes being different, like you were called to be different. And that's just what it is. You wonder why you think a certain way. You wonder why you try things a certain way. You wonder why, you know, your experiences are a little, they hit a little different. You were not set here to be a replica. You know, like, for example, that miss that lemmings, like people are like lemmings, you know, because we're like a herd. We, ha we all have this herd mentality. Someone does it one way. For example, I was watching on YouTube. I like to watch different YouTube videos. Now I like to see what people are doing in their morning routines because that. Listen, I'm a nerd. OK, I ain't ashamed of that. I love to see. I'm no and I'm nosy, too. I love to see what people are doing. 
And so I have been looking at people's morning routines. I'm like, okay, maybe I can learn something here. Because again, I'm on a journey just like you. And what I was noticing is that, what the hell? Everyone's doing the same morning routine. And usually it starts with someone showing themselves in bed. They're supposed to be asleep. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not judging. But I'm just telling you what I've noticed. They are asleep in bed, their alarm goes off, but somehow the camera's recording, and I, I don't even know, I'm still trying to figure out how that works. Like, do they leave it on all night, or are they, uh, anyway, do they, uh, anyway, anyway, that's not the point, um, but I'm sure there must be a hack for it, I just haven't figured it out, but, um, you know, we see them in their alarm, and they're, they, they're, they're, they're throwing the covers off, or like doing, like everyone, all of, everyone's doing like the same thing. I'm not saying that that's bad, but it's just like, we're put here to be different, and so since we have herd think and herd mentality, if you do something outside the norm, you can be penalized in one way or another, and so I know how that can feel. I know how how that can be to be to feel like you're being penalized for wanting to be different, for wanting to think different, for wanting to break cycles and to liberate yourself from from the construct constructs and, 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 and norms and expectations that, like I said, my mama did it, my grandmama did it, my grandmama did it, my aunt did it, cycle, 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 cycle. When like you're allowed to be different. You're allowed to be different. And that difference that you are, that thing that's within you, inside of you, girl, you can set other people free. If you would stop sleeping on yourself and, and, and allow yourself the grace to try something different and, 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 and learn how to just stand in your truth as uncomfortable as that is, as hard as that is. And I'm talking to myself as well, okay? I'm talking to myself as well, but when I say liberation, that's what I'm talking about. When I say growth, that's what I'm talking about. When I say healing, that's what I'm talking about, okay? We're not here, put here to just remain and heard, think. That's not going to, we do the same things, we're going to get the same results, right? So sometimes we got to shake things up. Sometimes we got to do things differently. Sometimes we got to buck the norms, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And so I'm reading this journal prompt, or not journal prompt, this journal entry to you just to give you a, a very small little slice into like things that I go through and have and have survived and 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 come come through right in my in my healing to now be this version of myself that I am today all right so let me read this to you and then we're going to go ahead and talk about it just a smidge and then I'm going to go ahead and get into the five things okay so I hope that you have your journal ready so um again this is from April 22nd 2019 and I have writing 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 I'm trying to find I should have highlighted it y'all my bad my bad um oh okay so I've, I've said a few things, but this is the part that, that I found actually today. I don't even know if I said that. I found this today just by coincidence. It came right to this page. And I was just like, oh my God. So this is around Easter time, actually, because again, this was April 2019. And let me give this person a different name. Uh, I'm going to say her name is Vernell because I'm talking about my parent, okay? And I said specifically, I feel a little guilty for not having Vernell over for Easter. I invited her to come on my daughter's driving lesson, but she didn't want to. 
We don't do any of the traditional holiday stuff, and I no longer want to carry the shame or guilt of that. I am releasing it. It's not my fault that my family is the way that it is. And also, I have to be okay with my daughter spending the holidays how she sees fit when she becomes an adult. Um, and then I go on to say other stuff. Um, yeah, there's other stuff in here. But that was what I wanted to read to you. So I don't recall what happened, but apparently it was, East I don't even know if that was Easter Day. But I didn't want to do like a meal, okay? Because I didn't want to do a meal. So that was me bucking the norms, society and in my family. Like I didn't want to do a meal. And I guess that day I took Kiwi or uh, my daughter, well, her nickname's Kiwi. Um, I took her um, on a driving lesson and asked me if this girl has a license yet. No, she does not. And she's 21. Okay. But um, I felt, I guess I was feeling some kind of way. I was feeling guilty because I had invited my parent and I guess she didn't want to do it. And really, that's okay. That is okay. Something I'm learning about self-care is that, again, I've said this in other episodes, we are not, in, we don't, we do not have the power to control what other people do. As much as we want to, we do not have the power to control what other people do. We do not have the power to control how other people feel. And we definitely don't have the power to control how they feel when it's in relation to something you've said or something you've done. Okay. So I have to, and I had to be okay with my parent um, wanting one thing possibly, but me saying, nah, I don't want to do that or I don't want that. And it took me a long time. I'm still struggling with it in a way, but it's taken me a long time to just be like, okay, this is what I want to do for the holidays, period. Okay. It's not my fault how I was raised and it's not how it's not my fault how my mind was shaped and it's not my fault like how i what the view i had on the holidays the holidays it was a very shameful time for me because not only were we not doing the quote unquote normal things in our family because our family is so dysfunctional but also because i went to a christian school after the holiday break which would be, so we would have a holiday break probably around Thanksgiving. Then, of course, we'd have the long holiday break for, like, Christmas and New Year's. Every holiday break, I would have to come back when I was in my private school. When, when I was in private school, I would have to come back and lie and say all these magical things that I did for the holidays when I knew good and damn well we didn't really do any of that stuff. I had to lie and say, oh, this is what we ate. Oh, I spent time with this person. And, oh, I got this for Christmas. Like, I wish schools would stop putting children in that position because every family is not the same, right? And while there are countless families that have beautiful relationships and beautiful family dynamics and enjoy very lovely holidays, however they see fit, that isn't the case for every child, okay? So like I said, the holidays were a really a, a huge source of just unease and um, just feeling less than and just feeling like why can I not have these things but everybody else does it just it was just a whole bunch so that has shaped my views for the holidays and now I'm in a place where I want to do my own thing 
I don't want, I don't do the traditional holiday stuff, not because I can't, but because first of all, I don't want to in a lot of cases. And then also for me personally, I feel like, again, I don't, I'm bucking against these colonized ways of doing things and uh, including just society's expectations of what should be done on a holiday. Like, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. It's just, it's just too much. So that's from my journal. Journal, excuse me. I'm going to take a quick sip of water. And let's go ahead. I'm getting to my notes. Let's go ahead and get into these five things, um, five ways that you can kind of just do your own thing when it comes to the holidays, all right? Plus, I'm going to have at least one, maybe two journal prompts for you to consider or things you can reflect on as you, you know, as we officially make our way into this holiday season, right? So these are in no particular order, all right? The first thing that I would say is, first of all, this is number one, set an int intention to spend more time being versus doing, I believe in that concept of be versus do. Um, actually, that is on my Facebook for Brown Girl Self Care. Oh no, on my personal page on my Facebook in the banner thing or whatever it's called where your photo goes. It's been there for at least maybe two, if not longer years. Be versus do. Okay, it's easy to do all the things, but damn it, let let a black woman just be, and it's like. <laughs> the, the world goes to hell in a handbasket and everybody's up in arms, right? If she wants to be herself or, ju or just be and not feel like she has to do all the things. People have a problem with that. So it's like the point is just like allowing yourself time to just simply be in the moment, in the holiday. Allow yourself to just sit in the holiday. Be present allow yourself time to relax versus getting caught up in the complete hustle bustle and sometimes chaos okay of doing and being and the busyness that the holiday brings it's really about prioritizing your self-care it's really about prioritizing your physical health and your mental health right? We cannot do all the things and we cannot do all the things for everybody. One thing that I can tell you is that sometimes we do all the things because we are in a place where we are not setting boundaries. We don't know how to set boundaries. We don't know how to just be present and allow ourselves to be present because we feel guilty about that. Right. Because we're talking about bucking societal norms. Like, for example, if your parents did all the things for the holidays because they want to give their kids the best Christmas ever. So they broke their backs to earn all this money to buy all the things or they broke their backs. Um, I don't know. Cooking this elaborate meal that, you know, just took hours and hours and hours and hours, but they really didn't want to do it. But they wanted to have this idyllic family because they really want to give you the very best or at least the best within their abilities. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's hard to not feel guilty when you buck the norm. 
Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Okay, and when you buck the norm of what society says women, specifically black women, should be doing on the holidays, okay? How our house should be what we should be wearing. We got to take those pictures with the matching pajamas at least once, right? Uh, What you should be serving, what you should be cooking, who you should be cooking for, who you should have over at your house, letting them stay there the whole holiday, even though you just want peace and quiet, like work, working. Okay. A lot of us have to work on black Friday or the day after after the holiday. Some, some of us even have to work the day of the holiday. Right. It's so it's again, it's, it's really about, prioritizing your self-care and mental health as much as possible during this holiday season. That bucks the norm because, again, we're taught and conditioned to do, 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 go, 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 push, push, push to the point of exhaustion and mental break, especially during the holidays, right? So my reflection that I want to give you or reflections maybe, is I just want you to think about, like, what are some activities that help you to feel more present and less stressed during this time? I don't care how quote-unquote wrong it sounds to you or your family, but you really enjoy it, or it, it helps you to feel present, but you're like, well, if I do this, then I won't be able to do X, Y, Z. We're not worried about that. I just want you to think about, like, what are some things that, that help you to feel more present 
and less stress during this time. And I want you to think about a time like when you really did feel grounded or at peace during the holidays. Like what were you doing or not doing during that time? Okay, what were you not doing during that time? And is it possible that you can do more of that or less of that during this season? If we are going to start prioritizing and honoring our health and our worth the way that we deserve, then we, we need to make space to just allow ourselves to be present, to just be. And if that, that means that, the for example, the you don't cook the perfect holiday meal, let me tell you something. One thing that I can tell you in regards to the holidays, especially for Thanksgiving, like I'm not cooking all the things because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, so I actually, from Marie Callender's, got, um, I ordered a pie and I ordered some cornbread because I wanted, wanted to take some of the work off my shoulders. I still want to eat well. But I wanted wanted to take some of the work off my shoulders, so that's what I did, so that I can have more more time just being and enjoying myself, and and relaxing, and less time in the kitchen. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, what can you do less of, so that you can incorporate more uh, uh, of just a sense of being present and, and relaxation in your in your holidays. All right. So that's number one. Number two. Um, kind of going with this, I guess, is, well, they're all kind of connected, actually. These are all connected, but again, they're in no particular order. So number two, I would say, like, redefine the holidays for yourself. Like, create your own traditions, okay? Again, we talked about how your mama and them, your daddy and them, they did certain things, and, they, and it had to be a certain way, and you had to do it this way, and you had to get dressed up, and you had to go to church, and you had to, you know, go to big mama house, and like, all these things, right? Because that was the tradition, and that's been the tradition for since the beginning of time in your family. Um, but it's okay to re redefine the holidays for yourself and to figure out what traditions you want to continue and what traditions you want to release and, and, and just completely let go of. And yes, some people, are, they might be mad. And, and that's okay. Because it's not about how people feel all the time. It's really, again, about you being able to live a life of liberation in a way that makes sense for you and that feels good for you, right? So it's okay to create new traditions and redefine the holidays for yourself. The point really is just like, again, like create something new, try it out, like change up something that you um, have been doing, but make it in a way that aligns better with your values and what you believe. Right. Again, one of the things I think didn't we used to go to church on Christmas? I'm not even sure. Can't remember, but I feel like we did or something like that or the day before Christmas or maybe it was like on Halloween. Sometimes we would have to go to church or something. I don't do that anymore for my own personal reasons. I, I just don't do that anymore. That doesn't mean I'm less a follower of Christ. That doesn't it's, it doesn't it's it doesn't mean I don't love Jesus because I do. Um, but I don't feel like that's something that I need to do. I just don't. And so I don't. It's really, again, about making these holidays your own for you um, if you're a, a solo or single or for your family. 
if you have kids or you're you have a partner in kids or whatever your family dynamic is and speaking of a family doesn't have to just be someone that you birthed or someone that you uh, are um are married to or in a relationship with you know what i'm saying that's another thing when you're creating these new traditions that could be like having friends giving right instead of going to your to your family's house for the holidays because maybe at your family's house it's a lot of just disrespectful stuff happening and ex or expectations and people t like telling you what you need to do or like all the things like no it, you have permission to create your own traditions that's the point that I'm trying to make you have permission to create your own traditions all right so and to redefine what what reflects your personal values your personal values are just that yours yours excuse me and they're personal does not have to align with anyone else's values all right so I guess a question something for you to think about is thinking about like what really um like what traditions do you observe currently that no longer resonate with your belief system your personal values the things you want to do right how can you change them to really be more meaning meaningful for you because that's what matters maybe it is still going to your family's house right but things you do things differently because that's what you want to do. That's how you want to participate. It's not about you, like, it's not like you're trying to be disrespectful or anything like that, but you, you're allowed to be your own person. You're allowed to, to be, to, to be your own person and to have your own beliefs. And you're allowed to, um, do things in a way that feel good for you. And you're also allowed to expect to, to be respected right and if you are not respected in the places that you are showing up then perhaps a part of redefining the holidays is again no longer sitting across the table from people that do not respect you as a person okay so again like what parts of the holidays do you do you do but they just you're like you know what i don't they, that doesn't resonate with me anymore I don't want to do it that way anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did read actually a, um, speaking of um, reimagining the holidays, I came across an article by Maya Richard Craven, and she wrote a blog post called I Decolonize My Diet for Black History Month. And I know that we're not in Black History Month, but it really was just like, yes, you know what I'm saying? So she was talking about, and you can read it. I'll put a link in the um in today's show notes, but again, it's called I Decolonize My Diet for Black History Month. Her name is Maya Richard Craven. And basically, she was talking about the food and things like that, because as we know, our ancestors weren't eating the way that we eat, like like how we were eating, how we tend to eat now. You know what I'm saying? Like with the fried chicken and um, the... the, the um, uh, mac and cheese which my daughter wants me to make <laughs> and I'm kind of like I don't want to but I'm I probably will but it's just like she was saying like how we were just given uh leftovers and we consume like salt and things like that and it was affecting our health and etc cetera, etc cetera. 
but she went back to like how we were eating before colonization happened and she did that for like a whole month if I'm not mistaken so she was like eating uh really clean really healthy so like uh, I think she said like kale and um what was it kale and like sweet potatoes and things like that right versus like the heavily fried things and all all that kind of stuff right like typical soul food or whatever but not saying that you need to do that, but what I'm saying is, for example, if you're like, you know what, for Thanksgiving, my new tradition is I'm just going to eat pumpkin seeds and, and kale. I'm not telling you to do that because that <laughs> I'm just being silly at this point, but I'm just saying you are allowed to do whatever makes sense for you when it comes to redefining your traditions and what you will and will not observe going forward. All right. That's the point. So the number three thing, now that we are continuing on with this list, I want to talk about the finances, right? And unnecessary consumerism. I know that consumerism is a part of our life. And obviously there are things that we need to have access to and to buy to survive. Yes, of course. And of course we want to buy things and consume because there are a lot of nice things to have from houses to cars to um, clothes. And speaking of, like I just bought myself some clothes from... Um, I'm not sure how to say it. Q-U-I-N-C-E. Quince? Quince? I'm not sure how to say it, but I saw someone mention it on Reddit, maybe uh, recently or a couple years ago. And I was like, let me go check it out because I really want to start buying some, mm, how can I say it? Nicer quality stuff that's going to last a little bit longer, but also has a certain look, which for me is just like more minimal. Um, because that's just one of my values is just being more minimal and having less, um, things just for the sake of having things. Like I used to be that way heavily, like I'm buying all the things I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm just being very intentional about how I'm spending my money and what I'm bringing into the house. In fact, I'm going to be over the course of the next few weeks or so getting rid of a lot of stuff from plates to, um, what else? Clothes and, um, dishware, I think I said that already, and some other things like um, even some freezers that I have that are just taking up way too much space. I'm going to be letting go of a lot, releasing and letting go, letting go of a lot of stuff because I really just want to continue to have things in my environment that I'm consciously, I have consciously spent money on when it comes to like consumerism. They have to have a purpose and meaning and value in my life. There's no purpose, no meaning, no value, no connection. I don't want it. I don't want to be attached to things just for the sake of being attached to things. So in any case, I digress. Um, speaking of finances, though, and consumerism, it's like the point is or the importance is that we want to, during the holiday season, be very conscious of our spending. Again, I'm not saying don't spend, sis, because we love a good sale <laughs> and we have needs. And you, listen... I want you to have all the nice things and, and luxurious things or like whatever that your heart desires. I believe in abundance and that is a part of it. I don't feel like any black woman should have to go without. Like I want you to live a, as rich a life, including the things that you, you know, you wear or you have as, as whatever. So it's not about that. But I do feel like a part of liberation is being more conscious about the way that we are spending our money. That's the difference. If you're buying things just to buy them because you're like, oh, my, I, I don't feel good about myself right now. Let me go out and buy a new car because they're having 0% interest on Black Friday. Ask me how I know about that one, okay? And it ended up in a decades-long trap of um, 
debt, <laughs> okay? Um, because my self-worth was shot, right? The way I felt about myself. I've said it many times. I hated myself, all right? That's something that I still struggle with. But it's like just being not only financially responsible, but conscious about how you're spending during the holidays. The holidays, baby, ain't worth getting into debt over, whether you're spending on yourself or spending for your family. I know that we love to give gifts. Great. Make a list. Set a budget. How much will you spend for the holidays? And don't go over for that. Because there is nothing worse, honey, than spending all your money on for Christmas and then come January 1st, you can't pay your damn light bill, all right? <laughs> you can't pay your damn cell phone bill. You ain't got your rent money. Rent is due on the 1st, January 1, all right? So just be conscious of where you are financially and how much you want to spend. And also, if it's rooted in people-pleasing, okay, these gifts you're buying for others, or it's rooted in a sense of low self-worth for yourself, that needs to be looked at. That needs to be looked at, all right? We're not going into debt for the holidays. So that's another way we are bucking this whole, like, societal expectations. People think you're supposed to give them all the gifts. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I used to, not doing that anymore. So the question for you to reflect on is like, how does holiday spending make you feel? Like, how do you feel when you are spending that money, honey? And like, what changes can you make to ensure your and prioritize your financial well-being? Because that's a part of well-being. How can you prioritize your financial well-being during this season. Nobody's going to die because you didn't buy them that $300 watch, okay? No one's going to die because you didn't buy them that $150 coffee maker. No one's going to die because you didn't um, buy them a, I don't know, $1,500 laptop, okay? No one's going to die. I promise you that. People might be in their feelings, but nobody's going to die. And if people cannot understand, especially adults, I'm talking about adults here, if adults cannot understand that you are really trying to prioritize your financial well-being and they have this expectation, you might want to analyze if this is someone that needs to be in your inner circle or someone that you, you might need to set a boundary with, all right? So that's number three. Number four, we're hitting the home stretch here. Um, cultivating some authentic relationships. So the point of this is like, I don't want you to feel pressure to do like these obligatory holiday interactions, kind of like what we talked about before. For me, it's I used to send text messages for all the holidays to people that I thought were my friends or in like my inner circle. And it's, I realized that for a lot of people in my circle, not all, or that used to be in my circle, I should say, it was me reaching out all the time for holidays, birthdays, think, I'm thinking about you, da 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 I'm not doing that anymore, Okay. I'm not doing that anymore. And it's not because I'm mad. I'm not angry. I know that people have their lives to live, but so do I. I was a people pleaser. I was a people pleaser. So I was following after everybody. I wanted to make sure everybody was good. I wanted to make sure everybody had what they need. I, like I told you, I was giving people money when, and I still, and I still do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, but I was giving people money when I barely had it myself because I wanted to make sure they was good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, like, this holiday season, just continue, continue to cultivate the authentic relationships that you have. Continue to maintain the genuine and authentic relationships that you have rather than feeling pressure because it's the holiday to give everyone a Christmas card. 
uh, are uh, 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 not a theoretical. Uh, what's the word? Whatever. Um, I mean, you're really not going to send a Christmas card. But you know how people like will send Christmas cards and you don't even know who the hell these people are? This is really back in the day. I don't even know if they still send Christmas cards. But it's like back in the day, you would get a Christmas card from somebody and you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> You know what I mean? This is your, and, and your, your parents might be like, oh, this is your great, great uh, cousin on your 15th side. And you're like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just feel like for the holidays, there's no need to people please. There's no need to be fake. If, you, if it feels genuine to do something, interact with someone, cultivate that. You know what I'm saying? But don't just put yourself out there and like you're always the one like, making sure everyone's good you're always the one following up you know what I'm saying I know that people are busy people have serious stuff going on in their lives but if you are the one person that's always like holding like all the other people together you're you're doing this for all the other people that needs to be looked at okay that needs to be looked at so think about your relationships right now and figure out which ones you want to continue to nurture over this holiday season and and how can you do so authentically how can you do so authentically, right? How can you continue to nurture those in a way that feels sustainable and it feels reciprocal, right? So that's number four. And then number five, finally, spend some time. I know we talked about being, obviously, versus um, doing all the things. And this is kind of in alignment with that. But embrace the solitude, sis, in, in time for personal reflection, especially now. We're in the fall slash winter, or maybe fall's over, I'm not sure, but just go with it. We're in the fall slash winter, that's a time of reflection, that's a time of going within, that's a time of solitude and, and, and spending time with yourself and reflecting and, and, and just thinking your thoughts and figuring out what you want for next year and, and just, you know, decompressing, if you will, you know what I mean? And so you don't have to do every social thing, you don't have to go to all the parties, I mean, if you want to, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to, but I'm saying don't feel like you have to do all the social parties at all the friends' houses or hit every family member's uh, table over the holidays or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to spend time with yourself. It's okay to embrace solitude and, and spend time with reflecting um, and just finding that value in spending time alone. There's going to definitely be time to engage with family and friends. And we need that, obviously, because we are built for connection. But we are also built for solitude and, and, and personal time to, re to decompress and, and have downtime and to rest and to think your thoughts and to feel your feelings and to do activities on your own that really just feel good in your spirit, regardless of what that is, right? There's value in spending time alone, engaging in in self-reflection and, and enjoying personal activities. So um, don't feel like you have to spend every single waking moment surrounded by people, okay? Because you really have a choice. You really have a choice, right? And so I guess the reflection for that is, um, hmm, like thinking back on like your past holidays where you really felt overwhelmed by just social obligations, like is there a way to embrace solitude in some parts of this season, right? How, how could you embrace that um, going forward? Because there's still going to be similar social obligations, I guess, but 
How can you embrace moments of solitude? How can you set or create that boundary for yourself so that you do have some downtime? All right. So those are the reflections that I want you to think about. And um, I really just hope that they like this conversation allows you to really think more deeply and redefine like this holiday experience in ways that feel um, sustainable, feel more conscious, feel more liberating, feel more fulfilling and authentic and just feel more in alignment with like your beliefs, your personal values, right? The things that you um, that make up who you are. That's the point of this episode. So those are five things I want you to think about, five ways to kind of like buck the norms of like society and, and like the expectations that are thrust upon us during the holiday seasons. So if you love this episode, uh, please share it out. I love seeing when you share on like social media. I catch them from time to time. Um, if you want to leave a comment, you can always go to Spotify and rate and review the podcast, but you can also, there's a place where it says, what did you think about this episode? Leave a comment there, sis. I read each and every comment. I promise you, I read each and every one. I would love to hear your thoughts on, on this episode. Um, yeah, I say, um, a lot, huh? <laughs> I'm working on it, sis. I'm working on it. But yeah, that's it for this episode. Again, please leave a rating and review wherever you listen. That definitely helps me and helps push the podcast out more. Again, share wherever you can. Maybe send this to a friend. Say, hey, girl, listen, because the holidays is coming up. Listen to this podcast. I listen to every Monday. Whew. And that that's it. So um, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for being a part of the Brown Girl Self-Care community. I want to wish you a happy holidays in advance as we kind of march on through the rest of November and head on into December and, of course, January. Uh, I have some great episodes coming for you. Specifically, I think next week we're going to be talking about shmoney. Um, Let me see if I can quickly find the next episode here, which I may not be able to do now that I'm talking about it. Ah, I don't have the title for the episode, but I have a guest episode coming up with um, someone that really is going to talk about money and careers for black women. So you're not going to want to miss that episode. Okay. All right. That's it for today's episode. Again, thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast.